Welcome back to another episode of Persuasion by the Pint. I'm Jonathan Taylor, along with Sean McCool. Jonathan, you are you sound a little bit different today. So uh, you're on location, on the road, I guess. Not on location, but on the road. Yeah, so I am currently at the uh, the Eaglewood Spa and Resort, just nice. outside of Chicago, Illinois. So I'm I'm here for a little industry networking event that's taking place. I don't know why they do this over the weekend, but uh, that's how they've done it the last couple of years. Yeah, you'd rather have a day off from the office, right? Instead of yeah, exactly, exactly. And if I'm going to come up here, I mean, this it's it's actually it's a nice location for golf. So, but if the weather was nice, it's been, uh, it was raining earlier today, but uh, it's cleared up here. I think the sun's out. So, um, but I didn't bring the sticks, so I'm not, uh, I'm not playing today. So, uh, but I got to tell you, I hate to bash on hotels and resorts, but, uh, you know, if I were writing, if I were writing a prompt for AI and I asked it to give me all the things that you don't want in a hotel, I think everything that it would spit back would be exactly what's with this hotel. That is so not if a five-star review there. If you, uh, you want to make it difficult for your patrons to find the the uh, hotel, because there's like a, there's two, I mean, this thing's, this uh, resort is spread out over, it feels like a 10 mile radius. Like I said, if you want people to not find the the uh, elevator to the hotel, what you do is you design it so the elevator really blends in with the wall and the uh, surroundings, so you really yeah. can't see it. You just walk right by it, yeah. and uh, and then you get trapped in this little maze that you walk around for several minutes, looking like an idiot until you find your way around. Maybe they want you wandering <laughs> by the gift shop or the or the, the bar or something. I did. I actually wandered by the gift shop and picked up go. my beverage. Yeah. So that's one good thing, but no, I'll, I'm, I'm not trying to bash the place, but it's, it's, it's crazy how this place is laid out. It's, it's not like uh it's not like a high rise, but it's spread out. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing how spread out this thing is. You'll, you'll walk quite a distance from the main lobby yeah. area. Or if it's like a former timeshare or something like that, or could have been. Yeah. Sounds the, like uh, the is. golf course looks nice, but uh... <laughs> you can always rent clubs. That's right. Yeah, the meetings, that's true. If the meetings go downhill, you can always run a pair of clubs or set of clubs. That might be a possibility tomorrow. We'll see yeah. how things go. All right. Well, it's uh, we're get, we've got an exciting kind of a fun little uh, flight of persuasion today. We're going to talk about panic marketing specifically around AI. Uh, we may have Absolutely. to rename the show AI by the pint. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> point. <laughs> I tell you, we're it's it's topic of conversation. It's top of it's, mind. Everybody's talking about it right now. So yeah, so we'll talk about how um, the two sides kind of of panic marketing around AI, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about uh, some humor in emails. I found a really interesting article uh, from HubSpot about funny emails, ah. and I'm going to share some what I think is fairly mind blowing AI. Um, that is well i'm just going to save it for the end but it's kind of mind-blowing and fun at the same time and i was actually doing a training today to some clients um and i told them you know what treat these tools as toys and not tools like Mm -hmm. just have fun with them and i think you'll have better results from them 
than trying uh, to like find the perfect prompts and sure all this stuff. Just start playing. Like it's a fun, you know, like it's a game with a code that you're trying to crack, you know, from a right. at least from a copy standpoint. Like Are they me, getting stressed? Were they getting stressed they, about? Yeah, and they're trying to craft the perfect prompt, you know. Oh, okay. Instead yeah. of just like looking to it and playing with it. Mm-hmm. Um and I I don't know if you saw my post on Facebook. Um but uh, oh, last weekend I was in an event and we were doing some woo-woo stuff we were doing for my coaching side of my life. And uh, we were doing like these intuition practice things. And one guy was like, you kind of give me this Morpheus vibe. Like, I think you should do some research on Morpheus and like really go into that, you know, from the matrix. <laughs> I was right. like, okay, cool. Um, I could be compared to worse things. So that's, that's not bad at all. That's pretty cool, actually. No. Um, he's a, he's a, he's kind of a cool character in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a compliment for sure. But I went into chat GPT and I just said, give me, give me an analysis of Morpheus. And it, it gave me a, a really good analysis. And I was like, Hmm, I want to tack this from a different angle. And I said, pretend you're an FBI profiler and give me your workup on Morpheus. Sure enough. It was just like a dossier, like just, you know, associated members like all this all this stuff and then i said okay let's let's see what else it could do and then i was like be a jungian a jungian trained psychologist and give me a breakdown based on that spit it out and then i did like pretend your fictional character sherlock holmes and analyze morpheus from the matrix and then knocked it out and every one of them had its voice i mean it was just absolutely really cool uh, and that's kind of a teaser of what I'm going to talk about at the end. But yeah, it's it's a uh, it's pretty amazing. It's it's a fun little toy uh, to start playing with if you're not already playing with it. So instead of taking it so seriously, because there is a lot of like tension around it right now, sure. I think if people like just play with it a little bit, I think it'll you'll get a lot further with it. Yeah, I think people are stressing just because, like you said, they don't know how they want to prompt it the the perfect way. Right. And they feel I think there's there's also this fear of this FOMO thing that's going around now where, you know, people fear if they don't if they don't jump into it right away, they're going to get left behind, you know, yeah. so to speak. And uh, so they're like, we got to we got to do it for this or we got to do it. for You know, I hear this this kind of feedback like, oh, my gosh, it's just overwhelming and I'm afraid if I don't jump into it. Yeah. Then uh, I'm going to be trailing behind. Yeah. So, so then you're going into it with this like fear and this, I got to get it perfect. I got to figure it out right. today. Yeah. And if you exactly. go in a, a little more playful and treat it as a toy, right. I think it's a lot more fun. Um, and got great feedback on the training today. They were like, yeah, that, that makes, makes it a lot easier. So, right. Um, right. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's jump into our beverages. I know you've got, uh, something there from the hotel gift shop. Can't wait to hear what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, exactly. I'm heading up to my room and there's a little gift shop off to the side. So I'm looking, the only thing that I see in their cooler, that's not a, you know, domestic, uh, you know, standard Bud Light, Bud Light. <laughs> I mean, Heineken, yeah. uh, Dos Equis. There is one, and this is actually a local here in Illinois. Uh, it is a two brothers, uh, artesian brewing, uh, domain dupage. Let me, it's probably be easier if I just pull up the, uh, uh, this oh, one. Yep. Um, yeah, two brothers. It's, um, they're based out of Illinois. 
uh, I'm not sure what part, but at least it's, I've got something that's a local beer. Um, six, six point two. you know, not too bad. Um, it's got a, uh, 86 rating on beer advocate. So we'll see. Um, yeah, I've never heard of this one before, but it's so an, what kind it's, is it? Does it say what it's kind just a, it? yeah, it's just a French, it's called a French country ale. So okay. Okay. I, I don't know. Like, I've never had a French country ale. It's gotta be in the Belgian ale family, right? Kind of like a possibly Sam Adams yeah. or something like that. Maybe not Sam Adams, yeah. but uh, one of those. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'll, uh, I'm next. So I've got, I've already had this one full disclosure. Buddy came over wow. Wednesday night. We cracked Ooh. the moat. Couldn't resist. So Ooh. I'm going to see your 6.2 and raise it by 5.8. <laughs> wow. And go with a 12% ABV. It's called death wow. by chocolate from Martin house brewing. It is a stout Imperial double pastry. Uh, wow. And it's, uh, yeah, the can is really cool. Um, death by oh, chocolate cake. Ooh, yeah, it's called death man. by chocolate cake. It is stout with lactose and chocolate cake and vanilla cream flavors. There's the skull on the back side of the can. Nice. Just, uh, I may have to get that tattoo actually. That's pretty good. That is pretty cool. So I already, I've already got a score kind of picked out, so I'm pretty sure, but we'll, uh, we'll cheers it up and see where you're at. Yep. Cheers. No cheers. Uh, sound effects Ding. today. Ching. Ding. You know, Sean, I almost thought about dragging out on the patio. It's got a nice little patio here and trying to do a setup, but it's just took too much work. It'd be nice <laughs> to sit out there with a beer. Yeah. You can, you can uh, sit out there afterwards, give you a second or third beer. Yep. All right. Well, how's the uh, local, how's the local beer treating you? Mm, I'm going to give another sip. Let me, uh, let me give it a fair shake here. Very smooth. Um, yeah. I like it. There you go. I like it. So I'm going to give this one a, uh, it's got a nice, uh, it's kind of a sweet, not too sweet uh, aftertaste. Very, uh, very mellow. Um, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give this one a four. I'm going to give it a four too. I like All right. it. Solid. It's very good. Very good. That's pretty solid for a gift shop beer right there. That's yeah. I can't can't complain at all. I was expecting I was expecting a three, yeah, to a three shop. five level. Yeah, exactly. The old snack but shop bridge. This is very good. So, kudos well, to the uh, two brothers out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I've had this before. Like I said, I had it um, Wednesday night. Um, mm. It is thick, like a good imperial stout should be, um, mm -hmm. but at twelve percent, it does not have that really cough syrupy finish uh, like i thought it might it actually has a pretty clean finish and it tastes exactly like chocolate cake to me like the chocolate is like just perfect yeah so uh even though we're not on the soundboard today i'm going with the big number giving it a 5.0 wow man I can't. I, I, I even I even debated like, well, you don't have the soundboard, so should I do four nine nine? But it's just it deserves a five. I can't just because we don't have the sound effects doesn't mean I, I got to go with it. Is that good? No, you should have saved that one. I mean, I got it. You know, but kudos. Anything with death by chocolate cake. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be good. It's got to be pretty good. So and it is. It's very. So good. it's not too. It doesn't. It's not too. Over, it's not. You know, twelve percent. I'm just thinking. It's not overly sweet. 
No, um, it's definitely okay. sweet. Um, I mean, you wouldn't want to drink this in July on the boat. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of thick. Um, but it's got the best. You know, sometimes there's chocolate in there, and you kind of taste the chocolate or whatever. But this mm-hmm. is like, it's like sticking your finger in a bowl of chocolate icing. You know, right after you yeah. made the cake, and there's icing left yeah. in the bowl, and like licking it off your finger. That's what it tastes like. Ooh, so nice. it's like sweet, but it's the right kind of sweet. It's not that right cough right. syrupy, too much alcohol sweet. So excellent. Yeah. Well, good stuff. Solid. I'll have to find it. Well, I mean, tell me again where you got it. Uh, this was H-E-B, but it's, H-E-B. it's um, Martin House Brewing out of Fort Worth, Texas. So semi-local okay. for sure. All right. Well, let's – um. so I've signed up for a couple AI newsletters in the past week trying to just keep up with, you know, stuff. Um, you know, and one of the ones that came up, they, they had an article, and it was talking about how there's two – camps there's a lot of panic around ai in general a lot of fear a lot of panic Mm -hmm. but what's interesting is you're hearing it from open ai who's the leader right now in ai right the the ceo of sam altman the ceo of open ai who made chat gpt he's out there in the media on a regular basis talking about how scary this is how powerful it is you know there's no telling what it could do and, yeah. you know, he's like, you should be scared. If you're not a little bit scared, we're a little bit scared. Like all these little clips, you know, that he's you're like, why would the founder and the, the CEO like talk about his product like that? Like, it seems like it would be inviting regulation. It would be inviting all this other stuff. Right. Sure. Right. Um, and then on the other side, you have the doomsday prophets. Mm hmm that are starting to launch their products around the panic and the, the, you know, the prepper type stuff Mm -hmm. or the financial, the doom and gloom financial newsletters, those kind of guys, but in the AI space. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, cause there was, when I wrote financial newsletter copy, there was always, there were some guys that were just kind of more, here's your picks. Here's the, here's what's cool coming up. And then you had your Harry dents where the world was ending, you know, next quarter. Right. For the last right. 25 years. Yeah. Never did. Hasn't been right yet. Nope. The few times he thought he was. He's uh, made a lot of money off of, exactly. off of those. Off exactly. Of those so there's a couple guys in the AI space that are are taking that Harry Dent type position. Mm-hmm. And just they're doing seminars. They're writing books. They're going on the shows. And they're using panic to, you know, to sell their stuff. And it's it seems to be working. They're getting lots of press. They're getting... Mm-hmm. You know, people buying their books. Uh, I'm sure there's all kinds of. I think we're going to see a huge surge in like prepper gear, survival gear. You know, in case AI takes over or it, we get these cyber, you know, AI cyber attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think you'll see a resurgence in that. Yeah. Um, I think some of those companies that have been fairly flat recently, because you know, we've had the economy, but we haven't had like end of the world type stuff we had with the pandemic and before that, you know, some, the, the riots or during mm-hmm. that, I guess the riots, like right. they would, they would sell the prepper and the, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. So I think that's back. I think that's coming back. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of expected, right? I mean, I would expect that from that side. The more interesting one to me is the CEO of open AI kind of spreading the panic idea. Um, and you tell me what you think about this 
Jonathan, but basically the article said it's actually it's actually a way to increase sales because the underlying kind of the subtext is this is powerful. Mm-hmm. It's so powerful it can change the world, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, well, who doesn't want to play with that tool, right? Sure. Even if it is scary, there's a large percentage of the population that want to get their hands on anything that's that powerful. Absolutely. So the more fear, the more more powerful and scary he makes it, the more people want to figure out how to tame it. Yeah. At least half the world. The other half of the world's running and hiding and buying their rations and their MREs, right? Right. Or when the power goes out. So, but who are the people that you're attract? Yeah. And think about who the people that he's attracting are the people that tend to, they're risk takers, right? And yeah. they- Early adopters, risk takers. Early adopters, risk takers. And, and they also have, typically they have capital to invest. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, they want to invest in something and take a risk. Um, you know, they're, they're probably the same people that are, uh, you know, jumping into crypto and every other thing that's nuanced, you know, that they have, um, uh, invested heavily in. So, yeah. uh, well, we haven't even seen that yet. Right. With AI, like, um, right now we're in the, like this, that's, what's interesting about crypto compared to this in the last five years Mm -hmm. crypto is very much i mean there was definitely the people who are like this is going to replace money and i was talking to ben Mm -hmm. uh, blackman about this earlier yeah and i was like the difference is if everybody adopted crypto tomorrow it wouldn't change most of how we live on a day-to-day basis right no maybe some institutions get shaken up a little bit maybe but for the most part it doesn't change my job my career doesn't change a lot of that stuff i don't think and i if i'm missing something let me know in the comments but whatever um but man if everybody adopted ai tomorrow it radically changes sure the world and the workforce and everything else Mm -hmm. um so i think that's the difference and um i think also like crypto has been largely speculation money making at this point where ai it feels like more people are actually trying to use the tool Mm-hmm. Now, give it another six months to a year when people start going public with AI companies, and you're you're going to see a whole new level of speculation right. on on the AI tech boom. Mm-hmm. But for now, it seems like it's very tool centric. Yeah, I would agree. But think about the uh, think about the fear, and we talked about this in the past. What comes to one of the things that comes to mind is is the old um, uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Remember, we've talked about this in the past. Mm-hmm. He stoked a lot of fear um, in order to drive uh, mass audience. You yeah. know, I mean, his his early films, what is it, Psycho? Yeah. Um, what did he say? He said, you know, we'll have nurses out, you know, and and uh, just in case anyone suffers a heart attack. And, so you know, brilliant. they... they put all of these precautions out and he knew yeah. exactly what he was doing. It was all completely staged. Right. But it was, there was a purpose behind it because people are attracted to things that are, well, there's a certain segment of the population that are generally attracted to things uh, that can, you know, make them fearful. Right. I mean, it, let's. Well, they're looking for that, 
dopamine rush, the adrenaline rush, whatever, you know, whichever, absolutely. Whichever something cool. It is. Some, you know? Absolutely. Something very new that can be very scary at the same time. Um, this is, uh, to me, it's just a brilliant way of, uh, as, as how, uh, you know, Hitchcock did when he, uh, said, you know, obviously, you know, don't, uh, don't show up to, uh, you know, this film, if you have a certain, uh, if you're, um, you know, have a certain level of physical condition, if you have heart, <laughs> if you have heart well, I mean, problems, they, they do that on yeah. roller coasters, right? All the roller sure, coasters. Absolutely. That. Yeah. And I think that started out exactly what you're talking about. I think now it's probably like mm -hmm. disclaimers and legal reasons, but I think in the beginning, those signs did start out as a yes subconscious, like sure. In his day. Fear. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. In his day, it was all, I mean, staging nurses out front is completely, I mean, that's, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean that that stokes it right there, like completely. And I, I I think these guys know exactly what they're doing. It's they're framing it in a way that uh, obviously they want a segment. They don't want everybody. They want a segment that are risk takers that um, mm -hmm. are going to spend money. And uh, th those are the kind of uh, I mean that's a segment of the population. But there's like you said, Sean. There's you know there's all segments that are taking advantage of this. People are marketing against it. People are marketing. I see courses right now that are, you know, how to make courses with AI, you know, how to do everything with AI now. And yeah. it's, it's creating a whole new industry of people that are teaching just like, yeah, it's, it's the picks and the shovels, right? There's mm -hmm. a gold rush. You can go after the gold or you can sell the picks and shovels. And, right. uh, you know, the smart people, you know, sell picks and shovels. It's not a bad way to go. Yeah, that's so, right. So our friend, Chris O'Hearn, uh, is watching on Facebook. He gave, he, he made an interesting point here. He said the other thing about Hitchcock was the shower scene is they never showed the actual violence. He got it close enough where your mind added in the violence, the imagination. Mm, I think yeah. that's a good point because, um, it feels like Sam Altman's kind of doing the same thing. He's not mm -hmm. getting as descriptive as like the guys that are pushing the books and the, sure. the guys that are taking the other side. He's just saying it's really scary. Like we're not yeah. sure what it can do, right? So to your point, Christopher, um, he's leaving know, that to your imagination. Yeah, what, what could that mean? More powerful. And for everybody, that means something else. I mean, for the yeah. uh, for the doomsdayers, that's that's like uh, you know, this is it. You know, yeah, everything. I mean, this is Terminator uh, come yeah. to reality. Skynet. You know, Skynet. Yeah. So yeah, that's a that's a great point. Like giving taking people up to a certain point and then just letting their imagination run wild. Cause that's far mm -hmm. more powerful sure. than anything you could ever say or write. Right. You just got to lead them in that direction and then their brain will take them the rest of the way, especially around fear. Well, and if you recall, what was it some 20 years ago during Y2K, mm -hmm. uh, we had similar things, uh, prognosticators yeah. lay, laying out not specific scenarios, but what could be. Yeah. leaving you know I, I remember all of those i mean you probably do i'm sure you do sean those oh yeah oh yeah did you uh did you guys hunker down or anything or did you well, just no a, no no i was i was a young i was about to get married and i didn't have two nickels to rub together anyway so <laughs> so much what i was gonna do <laughs> we actually because we were living in um if my wife's listening she'll correct me i think we were mm -hmm. living in I guess we were in Mississippi or Dallas. No, I guess we were in Dallas at the time. I had just moved to Dallas. Yeah, we were in mm -hmm. Dallas at the time. Yeah. So it's a pretty big city. And we we're like, well, mm -hmm. if things do go crazy, we don't want to be here. Yeah. 
So we actually went up to her parents' farm in central PA mm-hmm. and we packed up the dog, packed up a bunch of stuff, uh, in the old Saab 9,000. Mm. Uh, oh, wow. And, uh, drove up there and I remember we, you know, we were prepared, like we may have to stay here for weeks, you know, we don't know. And when, I remember sitting up watching, you know, they, that year they really, they showed time zone by time zone, like all the new year's Eve parties. Mm-hmm. And it started over in uh, New Zealand. Yeah. Cause they were the first to turn. And like, as soon as they, they like turned and nothing went crazy, their lights didn't go out. We were like, oh. like, it was, <laughs> but it was, there was like a real like fear around all that stuff. Like it we, was. Had, we had filled up some water bottles, like the whole bit, you know? That's right. And I was yeah. nervous because we had a guy in the office I was working in at the time whose full-time job was rewriting the code for the entire computer system for the company mm-hmm. for like a whole year leading up to, you know, the year 2000, like all of 1999, right. he was in his little office. He's probably doing nothing. I mean, you know, <laughs> probably got a huge contract, really didn't do anything. Right. But, uh, but I remember him always in there and he was working and it was like, well, this must be like real. If a company's hired a guy full-time, <laughs> to rewrite the code it must be real um and to this day i don't know i don't know if it was the real thing or if it was just you know whatever yeah <laughs> chris was partying yeah he was partying to some prints chris you were like five at the time I don't know if you were. <laughs> so so yeah that's that's pretty cool so yeah um anything else you want to cover on panic we can move on to emails after that no i think it's i think it's brilliant though i think uh, on both sides, it's it's so interesting. There'll always be a, a segment of the population that uh, that you can certainly sell fear to, and mm-hmm. uh, in either case, you know, yeah. fear of what could happen, uh, fear of the you know the the after effects, whether it's uh, Skynet scenarios or you know the preppers out there who said you know we just need to hunker down, you know, and there's so much that's going on right now. Not only is it like there's a fear of, um, of AI, but there's also being, you know, we're being sold fear on so many other things like inflation, recession, um, a war with China. Uh, and heck, all of those things are, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. And there's an agenda behind all of it. Exactly. Exactly. If you if you don't understand, it's like we had a comment uh, I think on one of our recent shows and on on the YouTube channel that I just I couldn't resist Sean uh, replying to a comment on it was very political, but I said, man, if you don't understand whether it's the right side of the media or the left side of the media, they both have a very specific agenda, and they're paid by their sponsors and they have agenda just like every other company out there is to sell you concern on one side of the aisle or the other. So, yeah, I mean, uh, they're fear holds your attention. Just biologically fear holds your attention better than anything else. Yep. Right. It's way we're wired biologically. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, you know, it's, it's why the weather channel does so well when bad storms come through, right? Everybody's glued to the weather channel. Yeah, absolutely. Sponsorships go through the roof. They're, you Mm -hmm. know, their dollar, their revenue from ads go through the roof. Like, yep. you know, if there's a hurricane, people are glued to it. You know, yep. even people that aren't in the path, like we're mm-hmm. just, we just got to know what's going on. That's right. Um, so yeah. So yeah, the advertising dollars 
If it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. If you can track the advertising dollars, I mean, that's just the world we live in right now. That's, that's usually at the bottom of, you know, pretty much, pretty much everything. Sure. All right. For those of you listening on Facebook or YouTube or Twitch, I did put a link to the article that we're talking about. I'm also going to share it on the screen for the video viewers and for you listeners, I will talk about it, but some of these have, um, some of these have, uh, memes in it. So you might want to, might want the link for later to kind of look through them, but mm-hmm. these are, I was playing around with, uh, with one of the chat things and I'm going to show it here in a minute. Um, after we go through these and, and going back to the whole idea of being more playful with it. So I was just after the training I did today, I was just like, let me just play around. Like, and mm-hmm. it, it reminded me that, um, some of the best emails I've ever written were very like playful, silly, and they got tons of feedback, like in a good way. And, you know, cause I think there's, there's a vulnerability when you send out something like that. And I'll, we'll show an example here in a minute that like people, people appreciate and you build rapport when you're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, I agree. You, it's something you'd send to a friend, but maybe not, you know, <clears throat> I will, I wouldn't do that professionally, but when you do, when you do it professionally, it breaks a lot of ice, right? Mm-hmm. If you're the first guy in a tense meeting to crack a joke, mm-hmm. like it just, everybody relaxes, right? Right, right. Um, you can just feel it. Yeah. Just tension. Yeah. What's, what's the, uh, what was that um, summer school with Mark Harmon and was it Spicoli? Mm-hmm. And they were taking the test and he lets out this huge scream and he was like, tension breaker had to be done. <laughs> One of my favorite scene. That's the only scene I remember from that movie. But right, right. Like, that's that's brilliant. Yeah, of yeah. Um, yeah. So these are this. I found this on HubSpot. I was just like, I wonder, if, like, has anybody really researched like funny but effective emails, sales mm-hmm. emails specifically? You know, not just content emails, but sales emails. Um, Jonathan, you're gonna love these. Um, okay. So let me share my screen here. So um, let's scroll down to the first one. The funny sales pitch, right? Hmm. Uh, they reference uh, Cialdini's latest book. Yes. Uh, <laughs> here. But here's the, and this reminds me of the the big card you send out, right? Oh, yeah. So this yeah. says, high prospect names. Some salespeople are all about how you can help them. And then it's got a Dilbert cartoon uh, that kind of makes the point. And it says, but I'm interested. <laughs> But I'm interested in your objectives and working with similar companies, blah, 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 blah. But the cartoon is the icebreaker, right? Here's the not taking yourself so seriously. So the cartoon is our goal is to ship a million units this quarter. Do we have any goals that involve making customers happy? I'm talking about our goals, not their goals. Totally different. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's good. Which is, you know, how most you know, Jonathan, for you, how probably most purchasing managers feel about you walking in the door, right? It's absolutely, you know, yeah. that that's their frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you just put that out on the table, you disarm them immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was another one. This is the, we're all set or no thanks. So this is like, you're trying to get them to, to move that step forward. Um, right. and it's just kind of stuck in stalemate. So this literally says hi, prospect name. And then it's got the meme that says, are you sure that it's, uh, what's, who's that? What's his name? Mr. Bean. <laughs> Mr. Bean. That's right. With a Mr. Oh, face only Mr. Bean can make. And that's it right. says best your name. So it's basically like somebody's giving you a no or somebody's mm-hmm. not responded. Um, 
and you're going to give it one last ditch Hail Mary type effort, <laughs> this is this is that email. And literally, it's just high name, the meme, and then the signature. I think, <laughs> I think that's that, I'm using that. I'm yeah, for I sure using that. I'm stealing that one. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, so here's what do you here's the thing? What do you have to lose? I mean, yeah, if you've if you've if you've gone time and time, I've told you some of the emails that I've said like are the uh, one of the ones that I use. Have you given up on this? You know, have you given given up on this project? Right. That's kind of one of those last resorts, but I'm going to use this one too. Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> um, here's the witty email to differentiate yourself from other salespeople and hopefully make the buyer laugh. Send them a tongue-in-cheek sales e sales email as a follow-up to a compelling event. So let's say you went to a, a trade show or something like that, and you're following up, right? So the subject line is uh, prospect name, I hate sales emails. And then, the, then you say, yes, I'm sending you one right now. But in my defense, it's because you requested more information, you know, what opted in, mm -hmm. uh, put your name in the fishbowl at the trade show, whatever. Uh, if you're not interested in whatever, please let me know so I can stop being a hypocrite. Seriously, every time I click send, it pains me. Help stop my suffering and find a time on my calendar here. That's good. Right? I mean, it's just, yeah. you know, we've said it time and time again. If you don't take yourself so seriously, it really resonates with people. People appreciate that. Yeah. Because they're always, you know, people are always on the defense of like, okay, you know, how do I get this guy? And if you, well, if you act like you don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost know, like being a, like a pickup artist, right? For business. Mm -hmm. Um, no, it's, it's be a great definitely name for a book. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. The, the, uh, business pickup artist or something. That'd be, it's, funny. it's, it's definitely a form of what I consider. I always use the word takeaway selling when yeah. it's almost like you don't, you know, you really don't care. Right. right. I mean, so you've kind of reversed it by saying, yeah. and I like, had a coach being clever. Yeah. I had a coach one time tell me. Um, when we were talking about, you know, enrolling clients and things like that in the life coaching business, he's like, you have to come from this place that, um, that you don't need it. The need, you don't need that client. You need mm -hmm. a client, but you but don't, you don't yeah. need that client, that client right? You yeah, just exactly. need a client. It doesn't matter which one it is. Right. And if you just keep <clears> in the game and you keep sending emails, you keep having calls, mm -hmm. you're going to get somebody, Right. right? Mm -hmm. But you, if, as soon as you get attached to having that person, that's yeah. when you get commission yeah. breath. And that's right. Everybody knows it. Yeah. Uh, so this one's called the clever email. Uh, the Here's the lead in. Walking around the conference floor isn't usually the most scintillating activity in the world. Use this template to provoke your prospect's curiosity and make a conversation with you seem more fun than a typical booth chat. So this could be like you're at an event, you've got a list, you know they're there. You're going to send them this maybe during the event. So they come by your booth right at a trade show. Gotcha. Um, so it says, uh, the subject line is cheer salesperson up at conference. Okay. So this would be like cheer Jonathan up at whatever conference you're at. So this event this weekend, right? Okay. Hey, prospect name. So you were involved with, you know, whatever organization. I'm curious if you're going to the conference. We'd love to meet up with your team. I know one guy on my team would especially love to meet up. And then there's a gif uh, of a guy like throwing rocks into the water, just pure boredom. Um, <laughs> want to book a quick side meeting? Or is, that the, is that the sales guy that, needs, that wants yeah. to meet? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and it's interesting. Like he's got like a company shirt on. So like right. if you actually went out and took this video yeah. with your like company shirt, mm-hmm. it'd be kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like wanted to book a quick side bean or swap some text and meet up at our booth. Um, your That's name. That's good. Yeah. I like um, that. And then a nickname. It says this will make sense when you come to the booth. So, um, so yeah, these are, I mean, they're just, you know, they're just lighthearted. They're just fun. Um, you know, there's 11 of them here on the link that I put in the, the comment section. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one's called, <laughs> so this is the lighthearted email. Traditional guilt tripping doesn't work. Your prospect will be far likelier, likelier to reschedule if you make a lighthearted reference to the no-show. Well, this is if you got no-showed, right? And the, the uh, subject line is just like Ross Geller's prom night. <laughs> so you want to um, make sure you're sending this to somebody who's, you know, probably who over, is over 30. Yeah, familiar. Yeah. yeah. Over 30, 35, 40 maybe. Uh, and watch so, friends. Yeah, have at least probably have watched friends. Yeah. Or at least know the name. But when they right. see the picture, they'll recognize it too. Yeah. Um, I mean, anything that says just, I don't care whose prom night it was. If it just said just mm-hmm. like anybody's prom night, you're, that's that's a different email. Uh, it says, hey, prospect name. We haven't been able to reschedule our meeting. And it's reminded me a lot of when Rachel stood up Ross on prom night. <laughs> right. And then there's a picture of Ross at prom night um, looking sad. Jokes aside, I was curious if you're still interested in putting time back on the calendar for us to discuss strategies for achieving X goal or outcome. Here's my calendar, blah, blah, blah. Um, just let me, and and I like that he went back to the humor at the end. If you're simply not interested anymore, not a problem, just let me know so I can return my tuxedo. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. So, yeah, so they, they segued away from the humor and then they came mm-hmm. back to it, which I think is really, yeah, that's good. Bring I like full, that one. Yeah, bring it full circle. These are all really good. Um, yeah, they're very good. Um, how did you come across, how did you find these? It's just a lucky Google search, man. Wow. Just found it. Um, that's great. So the, this one is the hilarious email to a prospect who ghosted, right? So this is kind of the similar thing, or they just vanished on you after a series of calls, right? Um, kind of like the email you were talking about before, mm-hmm. you know, they started to disappear on you. Hello from the other side is the subject line. <laughs> Hello, uh, prospect. Uh, <laughs> you know where this is going, right? Oh yeah. Uh, hello, Adele. prospect name. I must have a. I must have called a thousand times, and then there's yeah. a picture of Adele. Yeah. Um, on a more serious note, last time we talked about pain and how product could help drive X results, accomplish X goals over a specific time frame. Um, are you still interested in continuing our discussion? If not, please let me know so I can stop blasting Adele. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, this would have been more timely about, you know, probably three years ago, about the time, three or four years ago when it was right, but very you, popular. But most people would remember that, you know. Wait till we get to the next segment here in just a few minutes. Okay. Um, so the fun Friday email. Um, yep. No matter where you work, the office feels different on Friday. Everyone's, everyone's a little more relaxed, a little less uptight. Take advantage yep. of this mood and shoot your prospect a Friday-themed message that won't hurt their ears. Uh, so here's the, uh, it's Friday is the subject line. High prospect name. I bet the subject line made you think there'd be a Rebecca Black gift video inside this email, <laughs> but I wouldn't do that to you. The real reason I'm reaching out is to ask about your strategy for X, blah, 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 blah. Um, after the weekend, of course, are you free Monday next week? That's so good. You know, it's just, uh, again, it's just kind of meeting, meeting the people where they are. We've talked about this. Absolutely. Um, 
this one's kind of cool. The fill in the blanks email. Uh, just need to get them to open the email in order to pique their interest. Try this template to open a conversation with a prospect. Subject line, a puzzle for you. Body copy. Hey there, prospect name. And then it's got L blank, T blank, blank. Uh, it's hard to do on a podcast here. C-H. Basically, it's let's, let's chat this week mm-hmm. um, with fill in the blanks, right? So it's kind of a puzzle. Were you able to fill in my puzzle? Correct answer is drum roll. Let's chat this week. I know you're busy, but I'd love the opportunity to learn more about your goals and how and share how I can help you meet them. Books of time here. So it's just your neighborhood, Pat Sajak. Pat Sajak. Sign off. Yeah. yeah, so that's good. You know, it's just like it slows them down enough to like what? What is that? And then they pattern interruption. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. All these are just pattern interrupts. That's really all mm-hmm. they are. Yeah. Um, and you could probably come up with, you know, five or six different ones based on this. These are now, good. I like yeah. that. All right. You ready for the uh mind blowing AI segment? Yes. Very yeah. Drum roll. All right. Whew. I feel like I've been talking a lot since since uh, you're on the road. <laughs> All right. So in one of the newsletters I signed up for, there's this another chat um, mm-hmm. and it's called chat dot forefront AI. I will put it in the ch- in the comments section. <clears throat> OK. You can sign up super quick using your, you know, old Google as a sign up. So that's pretty cool. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Here's what's kind of unique about this one. It comes preloaded with personas. So check this out. It comes with personas preloaded. You can choose from people like both fictional and real characters like Dexter, like Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Who would want to be that guy? Yeah. I haven't tried that one yet. Wonder Woman. Um, there's some in here. I don't even know who they are. There's cartoon characters. There's uh, Boris Johnson is on here. Kermit the Frog. Thanos. Um, one we're gonna we're actually gonna use. To, I'm gonna show you a couple that I've used. Mark Twain, Jocko Wilnick, Joe Rogan, um, Star Lord is on here. Yeah, uh, that's the one we're I gonna. See- I see Superman. Yeah, Superman. Like, there's there's quite a few on here. Ben yep. Franklin. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's it's pretty cool because it's just preloaded. You just click one and then you start a message. So I've already done a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna pick. Um, this was a Star Lord's offer. So, um, so I I click this one and I and it automatically says, "Hey, Star Lord." And, it, and he says, hey there, Star-Lord at your service, legendary outlaw and leader of the Guardians of the Galaxy. What can I do for you, my friend? Need some sweet tunes or help saving the universe? So here's what I said. I was thinking of you, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. So I said, I need a cold email to a buyer in the composites manufacturing industry. I'm a sales rep looking for a first appointment. Mm-hmm. How would you write the email? Feel free to work in some 80s music lyrics. Right? Um, so here's what he came up with. Don't stop. <laughs> Subject, don't stop believing journey. in the f- future of co- uh, composites manufacturing. Hey, buyer's name, I hope this email finds you grooving like a smooth criminal. 
I'm Star-Lord, a sales rep from your company, and I've got a feeling that your composites manufacturing solutions are going to rock your world like a hurricane. You see, we've been working hard to develop some out-of-this-world products that'll make your manufacturing process more efficient than a DeLorean hitting 88 miles per hour. <laughs> Our cutting-edge technology is designed to help you save time, reduce costs, and produce higher-quality composites that'll have your competitors wondering, how can I get my hands on that sweet, sweet tech? Now, I know you're a busy person, and I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I'd love the opportunity to chat with you about how, your, how our solutions can help you take your composites manufacturing to new heights. How about we schedule a first appointment to discuss your needs and explore the final countdown to your success? If you're interested, just hit me back with a date and time that works for you, and we'll get this party started. In the meantime, feel free to check out our website at website to learn about our product and service. <laughs> Remember buyer's name. We built this city on rock and roll, and together we can make your composites manufacturing dreams come true. Looking forward to hearing from you soon. Best regards, Jonathan Taylor, Starload of Sales. <laughs> P.S. Yeah. If you ever need of an awesome mixtape to get you through the workday, I've got you covered. Just let me know, and I'll send one your way. Does this work in conjunct? Does this work in conjunction with Chat GPT, or is this a separate? It's pulling from Chat GPT. Yeah. Okay, I see. But it's just pre-programmed with a persona. Do you have an account? I mean, you need an account with them or is it you work no. off your chat GPT account? You can just sign up with email, any email. Oh, okay. Cool. It doesn't give you as many prompts. Um, so chat GPT, the paid version gives you 25 and three hours. This gives you like five and three hours. So okay. you have to be a little bit more strategic when you're using it and they don't okay. have a paid version. Um, oh, and they're working off chat GPT four too. Yeah. Even though it's a paid version, you can still access. Yeah, so their, even though it's free, they're actually yeah. pulling, you know, huh. you know investor money or something that they're playing with. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, you, so you could either send it just as it is. Right. Or you could say, hey, you know, I asked my friend Star-Lord what I should say in this email. Here's what he said. You know, so if you, if you don't feel comfortable just sending it blind. Yeah. Which I would do. I would just send it. I would um, too. I would too. There's, there's certain prospects I would, that would go directly out to or just like that. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. And I didn't, I mean, I didn't, you know, the prompt was pretty simple, cold email to a buyer looking mm -hmm. for a first appointment. How would you write the email? Like pretty straightforward. I did another one. Um, let's see. That was on launching. Um, oh, it's going the other way. Got it. It's fine. So I, when I first found this, I, I asked what's the meaning of life to three different personas. One was, uh, Mark Twain. One was Jocko Wil Wilnick and one was, I am Groot or Groot. Um, and they all stayed in character. It's pretty cool. Um, wow. So, so here's another one. This, this I also did for you. Um, same idea, same prompt without the 80s music. Mm -hmm. Using Dr. Seuss as the, as the persona. Okay. So I said, I need a cold email to a buyer in the composites manufacturing. I'm a sales rep looking for a first appointment. How would you write the email? So again, this is Dr. Seuss. Subject, a whimsical offer you can't refuse from composites to you. Mm -hmm. Probably tweak that a little bit. Dear buyer's name, how do you do? I'm Jonathan, a sales rep, and I've got news for you. 
In the land of composites where materials unite, we've got products that'll make your projects take flight. Our company is the best in the biz and we'd love to show you just what that what it is. We've got fibers and resins all woven with care to create strong and lightweight products, I swear. From aerospace to automotive, we've got it all. Our composites will make your project stand tall. So let's set up a meeting, a chat, or a call to discuss our, how our products can help you enthrall. Just pick a date, a time, and a place, and we'll bring the magic of composites to your space. Please reply to this Susian rhyme, and we'll schedule a meeting in no time. I'm excited to share our composites might and help you pro and help your project soar to new heights. Best whimsical wishes, Jonathan Taylor. Wow. It's pretty cool. That is cool. I love um, that. Yeah. Um, the Dr. Seuss angle. I, I love that approach using yeah, that caricature. But yeah, he kind of recognizes it. Right. And if mm -hmm. you wanted to like make it even more obvious, you could just throw a little picture of Dr. Seuss in there. Yep. Um, and you could probably say if you wanted to, like it signed off with um, Susian, like the last stanza was a Susian rhyme. You could probably mm -hmm. add in the subject line. But I mean, people will catch on pretty quick as they start reading it. Sure. Uh, so, and so literally you could go in and pick any of these, take that same prompt, um, which was just, I need a cold email. I'm going to copy that. I think I, I may, I don't know if I have time left still like on the mm -hmm. um so um did you see one of these characters that you liked um let's see is that Pat. bill gates yes yep yeah wonder what bill gates would say i don't want to know <laughs> beaker would be nonsense do, bat do batman okay i like the batman approach all right, so here's Batman. Uh, oh, see, I'm over. I, I won't be able to do this for seven minutes. So oh, okay. We'll save that one. But okay. Um, now, it got me to thinking, since it was pulling from GT GPT-4, could I just do this in GPT-4? Mm -hmm. um, so I did try one there. Um, okay. So check this out. I went you get to, this pretty much the same results? I'm sure. I mean, because if it's yeah, pulling, yeah, it's it is. I um I didn't know if it would because I didn't know if like the like the persona really needed to be programmed or not. Right. But I think what I was telling people on the training today mm -hmm. is it seems like if you can use more like pop culture references or a very well known either you know historical characters, fictional characters, pop culture, it does that better than like direct response. Mm -hmm. because direct response is just not as popular it's there's not as much out there sure so if you can tie into pop culture then it, it seems to really nail it like mm -hmm. just nail it. or if i say david ogilvy it doesn't always get it right but if i say taylor swift it'll nail it right because sure there's more to work with there's more to deal with all that kind of stuff um so check this out i i as as you know, I used to work with um, Rush Rufino at Clients on Demand. Right. I saved some of his emails from back when I was working there. So I was like, I wonder if it, Russ is a, like an amazing copywriter. He's one of the best copywriters mm -hmm. I know. And he, you know, he's not even a full-time copywriter. He runs the business, but he writes incredible emails. Um, so I pulled one of his emails that was in my swipe file and I was like, I wonder if I could just get it to rewrite in some other style. So what I did is 
at first I said, rewrite this email copy as if you are Yoda from Return of the Jedi. And I copy and pasted the entire email into the chat. Um, and then it regenerated it. I didn't like the way it was just, it was too hard to read. You know how Yoda is. He's right. Like it's cool for like one liners, but a whole email <laughs> is too much. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was like reading pig Latin. I was like, mm -hmm. okay, stop. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. And then I changed it because I'd already done the star Lord thing. Mm -hmm. So I said, rewrite original email as star Lord from guardians of the galaxy and feel free to work in 80 song lyrics. So let's, so here's the pure version of chat GPT and how it, and how it changed the email. So first of all, let's look at the original email. There's this popular guru in my Facebook right now, group right now, trying to reverse engineer the webinar format we teach. Should I tell a story? Should I have bonuses? Should I have four testimonials or case studies or five and on and on? The guy doesn't get it. It's not about strategy. It's about who you are, blah, 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 right? So that's, it's a good email. It's great copy. Like I said, mm -hmm. Russ knows his stuff. So, but if we wanted to put some, um, serious humor to it where does it start where's the so did you take that russ rufino did you take that and just plug it in or did it pull yeah. from okay i just copy and pasted it yeah yeah where uh, hold on let me start at the top okay do 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 Oh, this one I did in, I must have done, somehow it's got, sorry, lost. That's the one thing about chat, like the, the setup, it's very hard to find your stuff. It's like a mm -hmm. one long chat thread. Yep. Um, that one was actually, yeah, okay. Yeah, so here it is. Rewrite the story from Star-Lord. Uh, as star lord so it says hey sean what's up man so there's this guru dude in my facebook group and he's trying to and if you can like imagine the character in your mind you can like hear the voice right mm -hmm. um and he's trying to crack the code on the webinar format we rock at cod like a total maniac on the floor he's asking should i tell a story like every rose has a thorn should i have have a take on me bonuses should i beat it with four testimonials or maybe push it to five and on and on, like the beat of a different drum. But dude, he's like totally missing the point. It ain't about the strategy, man. It's about finding the power of love inside you. The bogus truth is that 99% of those big name coaches are just out to take your money and run. They don't care about your results, dude. So it, it really like, it just nailed the persona, right? And so you could take any copy it's kind of like funnel hacking. You can take any copy and really start to twist it and change it. And if I sure. were, if I were to also then say, okay, change right when I'm done, I could say, okay, love that. Mm -hmm. Now change the avatar and change the product, and it would go in and change those things. Can you scroll back up to the to the top, like very top? Like yeah, what? No, where you started with Star Lord? Yeah. That's the Yoda answer. This one. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it, you know, it remembers what you put in before. Um, so right. Did I do another one or not? No. Um, the so, problem there though, is if you don't, if you start out using the eighties song references, somebody, there's no context. So they may not know like exactly right. what you're, 
Um, well, what you, you referred you, to. You, yeah, yeah, it didn't give me a subject line. Right. You could say a message from Star-Lord mm-hmm. um, on behalf of Jonathan Taylor or something like that. Right? Sure. You could, you could do, there's actually one company I follow. They send these cryptic messages like um, it's in the super woo space. Um, like they're, you know, and they, they'll send stuff like uh, from your guiding, from your guardian angel mm-hmm. uh, sent, uh, sent by in the name of the business owner. Okay. And it'll say stuff like, uh, because I can't type, I had Natalie send you this message. Here's what I have Mm -hmm. to say. You know, so you could do some, some segues kind of like that to help out. Um, you know, or you could just, you know, you could say, um, right in the voice of a pop culture, either a fictional character or a pop culture character. That one, um, a fictional or a pop culture, a culture. Yeah. Okay, so we were saying Batman earlier. Oh yeah, that's right. Because we can't go to it. Question is, which version of Batman? Like fifty million, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, is this uh, <laughs> is this Michael Keaton? Yeah. Um, so this one's not as like, cause you know, he's, I don't know how much personality Batman has. I guess that's part of the problem. Yeah. There is none. Like he's so very like bad. flat. Yes. So, so, Hey, it's worth playing with. Right. You know, it's like, yeah. it's worth playing. With. Interestingly right. enough, I, I did send this to, um, I sent the, what I did to Russ mm-hmm. in a uh, messenger mm-hmm. and he thought it was hilarious. So, <laughs> He's all in on the AI. Like he, he gets it. He sees the power and he's learning it. Uh, so yeah, Chris, thought it was, thought Chris, it was uh, says use Alfred Hitchcock. Okay. wonder what that would show. Uh, nothing like a podcast with dead air, right? <laughs> We're rewriting as Alfred Hitchcock. Let's see what it does. It has come to my attention that there's a mysterious guru lurking in my Facebook group, attempting to unravel the it, in it. I can't even say that word. It, Enigmatic webinar, webinar. format. Yeah. We so skillfully teach it. COD. COD. They ponder. Should they spin a twelve percent kicking in? <laughs> uh, should they entice with bonuses as bait? Should they showcase four testimonials or case studies or perhaps five to craft their narrative? And their curiosity continues. Alas, they fail to comprehend the essence. Mm-hmm. It is not the strategy you see, but rather the core of who you are. The grim truth is that 99% of prominent coaches exhibit a disheartening indifference towards your results. Their intentions lie solely in acquiring your wealth. They do not offer a simple strategy to follow, nor do they extend world-class support to guide you through the twists and turns of your journey. They have no mindset coaches on staff to assist you in navigating the fear, the overwhelming sensations, and the sheer panic that may arise when you are altering your life's course and striving for greatness. Like, yeah, I totally, like, it. Mm-hmm. to me, that totally nailed it. Oh, yeah. Um, compared to the, the original. So <laughs> it's a good way to have fun, to even take your own email, mm-hmm. right? Write yeah. your own email 
and then stick it in here and, and come up with six variations based on yeah. pop culture references. Mm -hmm. Um, and depending on how far you want to push it, you can, you could say stuff like, and depending on your audience, know your audience, uh, you could say, so, this would be fun, especially in like the, in the coaching world where, you know, they, they're into meditation and even channeling sure. and, right. you know, all this stuff. It's like, I was in my meditation chair this morning and I got a message directly from Alfred Hitchcock. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you just, you know, put it out there or whoever your audience might like. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, it'd be, you know, probably a lot of eighties references because most of my clients are familiar with the eighties. Mm -hmm. Uh, so anything like that, the song lyrics, any of that stuff. So it's just a, it's a, um, it's just absolutely amazing the the different stuff you can do in here. So, That's awesome. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Something, to, something to spend time with, you know? I mean, yeah. seriously, you could go through all, you could get several variations with different caricatures and. Yeah. And, uh, you know, especially with you, you segment, you know, and we talk about nostalgia, Sean, nostalgia is really big right now, you know, with a certain segment of the population that grew up during that eighties, nineties timeframe. Yeah. Uh, so you take them back with some of these, <laughs> some of these, some of these characters from, from our time. It's pretty good stuff. Yeah. Um, Chris said, try Rod Sterling, Rod's. Serling. It's still knew who I was talking oh, about. Oh yeah. Though, yeah. Even though I typed it wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it really does well if you give it a, I'm just go ahead and stop it, but yeah, it'll definitely nail that Chris. Mm -hmm. It does really cool stuff. If you give it a template to work with. Yeah. So if you have somebody's site that you really like, um, you know, you kind of like the flow, you like the structure, you could just literally copy and paste that and put it in here and then start changing it to match whatever personality you want it to match. Yeah. So you're changing and you want to make sure you're changing enough that it's, you know, you're not just ripping people off directly. Right. Um, but you know, one of the biggest things with writing is just getting started and this makes mm -hmm. getting started fun. If you approach no, it, it with this kind of fun, right. Fun way. Yeah. Um, and it just, it kind of just takes the, the writer's block out of it. You should never suffer from writer's block again. That's not sure. anymore. Not with this. Yeah. Yeah. So just really cool technology. So you can either do it in chat. Uh, it's kind of funny to use the, the forefront chat. Like I said, it's, um, again, chat.forefront.ai. AI. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, good stuff. Um, there's a new one also called, uh, Write Sonic. Mm -hmm. I haven't tried it yet, but somebody just told me about it today. So that'll be my next one to play with. Right Sonic. It actually has images built in. Okay. So once you get your copy, then you could just say, now create me a Facebook image to go with this ad. If you were writing ads, for instance. Yeah. So we'll, maybe we'll talk about that next week. Uh, after, okay. After with our guest. Um, yeah. But this one, this one has the, and I have no idea like how much, um, how much bandwidth or anything else it gives you, but looks kind of cool. Right. Sonic.com slash chat. So that'll be the next one I try. And they're all running off of chat GPT four, mm -hmm. but they're starting to layer in these, you know, 
widgets and stuff and these you know the user interface is changing with these companies because chat gpt open ai is so busy with the large language model you know they're just trying to make the engine work everybody else is designing the car around the engine um while they're built the engine so it's pretty cool uh, pretty cool to to look at and just play with cool so but again i think the big takeaway here is um have fun with it. Don't take it so seriously. Don't get caught mm -hmm. up in like, oh my God, I got to learn this just to keep up. Right. The fact that you're even interested in it puts you probably in the top 5% in the in the world. Like most Absolutely. people are not playing with this. You know, we're, no. we're in a world where more and more people are playing with it. Um, you just in the marketing world, sales world, you know, if you're a coder, you'd probably, it'd be a totally different conversation about coding using AI. Mm -hmm. which we haven't really even touched. Um, so it's very niched and, and it feels like everybody in the world is talking about it and it is in the press, but I promise you most people that are even hearing about it in the press aren't logging on to try it and they're certainly not using it. And even no. a lot of people using it aren't using it well. So they'll very quickly be disillusioned because they just didn't play with it enough. Right. Well, that's what I've heard. I've heard even, you know, guys like Scott Adams, on his podcast saying, you know, I still haven't found any use for AI yet. <laughs> yeah, he's like, that surprises yeah. me actually. Cause it, it really does. I know he's, yeah. he's kind of up to date on things, but he's like, yep. Yeah. So far just haven't found anything that I find useful about it, but we'll see. But, um, so he's, he's probably in that toying stage, you know, just playing around with it, but maybe, probably I mean, hasn't dug in like you have. I mean, you've, you've spent some time on this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fun and you know, I've, I've actually written some stuff, helped used it to help me write some stuff for clients. Right. And, right. Um, it's sped the whole process up. I think it ends up with a better, mm -hmm. you know, better end result. There's some one liners that have come out of it that are just like, I would have never come up with that. Um, just, um, one of our, you know, one of our past or, one of our repeated past guests, Bill Mueller, Story Sales mm -hmm. Machine. Mm -hmm. He sent an email today, and I just copied the whole email, pasted into the, I can't remember which, I think I did Dr. Seuss. Um, yeah, I did Dr. Seuss. I said, change this email to a doc to using your voice in the Dr. Mm -hmm. Seuss persona. Spit it out. I sent it back to Bill. I haven't got his, I haven't heard back from him, but it was absolutely <laughs> amazing. If I were to try to do the same thing, I don't think I could have ever actually gotten it. Mm -hmm. It would have taken me probably weeks, you know, of toying with it on and off to even get close mm -hmm. to what it produced. I mean, it was just, it just wow. it nailed it in what, 15 seconds. Yeah. So you can, so, so I even see, like, like I said, write your own stuff and then mm -hmm use these personas to just give your email a little bit of twist, a little bit of brevity, a little mm -hmm. bit of interesting stuff. Um, you know, especially if you're writing to your list on a regular basis and you know, it's getting kind of mm -hmm. stale. Sure. You don't know what to write, just write something and then just turn it into a, a new character. Absolutely. You know, change you it up even, a little bit. You could even change the from line, right. Mm -hmm. To where it's like from star Lord. <laughs> and yeah, People were like, what? So, and it helps to know that who your, obviously who your, uh, you right. know, your audience is. So, yeah, they got to understand the reference. 
Exactly. So if you know your audience is, uh, you know, as you mentioned, Sean Starlord, if you know they're Marvel junkies or they love pop culture in the in the sense of, you know, movies and those type references, then you should definitely, you know, incorporate that. If you have others that are more, uh, maybe not so much, but yeah. kind of drift to other areas of interest, maybe sports, maybe sports personalities. Um, you know, those are, those are things you can look at as well, but yeah. And as you're playing with it, like mix and match some ideas, like, so you just yeah. said sports, right? So maybe somebody's a baseball fan. Maybe I take, yeah. a, maybe I take the same thing. And I said, incorporate as many baseball terms as possible into this mm-hmm. email. Yeah. Right. And then it just literally like rewrites the whole email with strikes and outs and balls and fly, yeah. fly balls and like no telling what it would come up with. Right. Um, well, so even then, in the, uh, even in those, um, when you were going through those profiles of the uh, forefront, I saw, I saw Babe Ruth. They had a Babe yeah. Ruth caricature. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, good. They, they've got all kinds of stuff in here. Um, and, uh, Groot is funny because the answer is always, I am Groot. Like it stays <laughs> in character, but what it does way. is it actually, it'll in like brackets, it'll show the, it'll say like. Uh, it's almost like screen direction of what his body mm-hmm. movements are. So rolls yeah. his eyes, mm-hmm. tilts his head, something like that. Yeah. But it's always I am Groot, which I think is hilarious. Hilarious it's writing character. Yeah. Um, you got Taylor Swift. You got Angel. Yeah. Uh, you like if you're into Marvel, we got Angel Agent Romanov in here. Mm-hmm. Um, there she is, Natasha Romanov. Um, ben Franklin would be fun. Yeah. Steve Jobs. Uh, on solo like yeah. it's just so you don't have to think about it so you start playing with these and then yeah just start like i think this is where the marriage of ai and human can come in is like having this playfulness with it mm-hmm. and letting your intuition kind of come up about new ways to combine and use ai mm-hmm. i think can be really fun and and less threatening um and just you know, just, it, it still allows you to be creative, but you're not doing the grunt work part. Right. Yeah. Right. Cause it's, it's pretty creative to say, I want to turn this email into a Dr. Seuss email. Mm-hmm. And now you can just prompt it and it does all the hard work of actually sure. turning it into this long, basically rhyme, which would take, you know, hours or days or weeks if you could ever nail it. Right. To, to get into that character. So pretty cool. It so, is. So, uh, a lot of talk there about copy and email and fun and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, just really loved. I, yeah, good, good stuff. I really, I, I love that, but I love, I, I really love the, uh, uh, the emails. Yeah, HubSpot. Uh, HubSpot. I'm definitely going to use that for uh, a little reference tool for sure. Yeah. And it sparks a lot of ideas too. When you yeah. see, when you see that, Oh my God, there's a big company that is talking about using humor. Like maybe it's okay. You know, it's like, it kind of gives you permission to do some stuff. And those are emails you could run through AI as well. You could copy those, run those through AI. And just, and maybe. And just get like 10 different versions or 10 different yeah. ideas, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah. So I think the bottom line for this episode is, man, have more fun with it. Just mm-hmm. lighten up, have more fun. Uh, you'd be surprised. You'll be amazed at how well your list responds to that kind of stuff. 
we um we've got a guest coming on next week um discussing ai and uh kind of a continuation of this topic of um this fear and uneasiness about you know the future and everything we've got a guy named bob hutchins he's a uh i know bob he he um used to own a company run a company in nashville um uh, marketing company called Buzzplant. He's an organizational psychologist and the, he's an author of a few books too. Um, one is our digital collective anxiety, media, trauma, and a path toward recovery. And, um, also one, uh, finally human how to use digital media to restore culture and better our world. So he might have, we might get into some, uh, interesting conversation there. He might have a different take than what we have. I'll yeah, no. sounds smarter than us, so it's probably probably gonna have a different take for sure. Uh, he so may yeah, he, he he may be like one of those that want to put the brakes on it, but but not yeah. us. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I don't think you can. I mean, it's somebody's gonna, gonna be using it. If one person's using it, everybody's got to use. That's it. right. <clears throat> That's right. It's kind of like, like nuclear missiles, right? It's like <laughs> uh, you gotta you gotta just. Arm up, yeah, I and I think I think FOMO is another thing. I mean, it creates it that that's one reason you know they'll never be the brakes. You know, you'll never put the brakes on it because you always know someone else is someone else out there is getting ahead with it. So it's like, yeah, I'm not putting the brakes on it. You can put the brakes on it, but if I put the brakes on it, you know, everyone else is going to get ahead. So right, I mean, you see that with Elon Musk, right? He was like, yeah. no, this stuff's terrible. He left OpenAI. Right. You know, and now that it's really catch on, he's like, well, I guess I'm in yeah. this game. So, That's right. No, you don't have a so choice. He, so he just, I think he just started uh, X.ai. Yeah. Is, is his thing. So, yeah. Um, should be, it's going to be a wild ride. You it's, know, it's, I don't, I don't know. Ride. He's, he's kind of, um, seems like he has a lot of time on his hand to, to do something like that, too. So, yeah. Well, I mean, Tesla stock's down, so maybe he does need something. <laughs> Get to that back. All, all right, right. Man, good show. Yeah, good stuff uh, to all our listeners. Persuasion by the pint.com. Uh, you can find us on all of your podcast platforms, you know, Stitcher Radio, iHeart, some AI channel, I'm sure, that we're on now that's generating all of our stuff. Um, but Sean, it's been fun, man. We'll see you next week. Hope everyone has a, a great weekend. I'm going to uh, get to a little meeting here shortly and hopefully have a decent time here in Chicago and get out of here as quick as possible tomorrow evening. So, have fun. All right, take care. Uh, Have a great weekend. We'll see you next time.